You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Wednesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and on today's episode, we are joined by former Iowa Hawkeye Lucy Rodin. She's going to be talking about the team, talking about, my team I mean basketball and football, talking about the Super Bowl experience that she had, and just giving a general update on her life. Lucy Rodin, a friend of the show, really excited to have her on so let's get into it. Before we get to that, though, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And I want to quickly give you a heads up. Uh, I've had some audio issues the last couple of weeks. Um, It's all fixed. It's just a matter of knowing when it happens. Uh, But I figured that out as well. But this show, uh, my audio not as good as it normally is. So I apologize there. But nevertheless, a fantastic interview. And we will be back tomorrow uh, breaking down the upcoming game for the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Big Ten Tournament. And more than likely, the Big Ten Awards, which will have been announced by that point. So be on the lookout for that. Again, thank you all for tuning in. Let's get into our conversation with Lucy Rodin right now. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. And if you are watching the YouTube video, you can see I have very special guests on the show today. Uh, Iowa's own rock star. We have Lucy Rodin on the show. Uh, Lucy, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so good. This is the first time I've been on like a podcast in a really long time, so I'm excited it's this one. Hey, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, ben, <laughs> ben is no longer at Locked On Big Ten, so I feel like there's not a lot of opportunities at Locked On, and I wanted to make sure we got you on. Everyone loves you, so uh, it's a good – yeah. Also, I actually literally had recorded with Ben an hour and a half ago, and he compared meeting you to meeting Ed Ogeron, so um, <laughs> you should feel very honored oh, uh, so about that. Honored. Yeah. Wow, high praise. Yeah, yeah. So you got to live up to that now. Like you've been compared to Ed O. You don't have the same voice, uh, but I think that's okay. No, I think it's good. I, I try the Ed O impression. It just doesn't work for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, Lucy, I appreciate you coming on. Um, obviously, wanted to have you on. You are a, a a huge figure in the Iowa Hawkeye world, and now you're doing some really cool stuff in LA. And you were actually at the Super Bowl, which is just truly amazing. Uh, so let's let's start there. How did you? end up at the Super Bowl and what was that experience like? So I work for a company called Wave Sports Entertainment now and I am their talent for their football programming and so we're based in Santa Monica and the Super Bowl was in LA this year and they kind of like threw around talk of us going but like I just honestly thought that that wasn't going to happen. Like we're a smaller startup like I didn't think it was possible and then finally one day we just had like a planning meeting and I was like wait, are you, you guys serious? Like we're actually going to the Super Bowl. And so we started off, we did like the first week of radio row and like at the fan experience, talking to people, we talked to a bunch of players. I got to meet Robert gallery, which was like big for my little Iowa moment. Um, And then they got us credentials for the game and they were really awesome creds where like we weren't in the press box, but we didn't have like a designated area. So we just stayed on the lower level concourse, just like walking around. So we had fantastic seats for like, 90% of the game which was so cool it was like it's 
it is an experience that like I, I said this to you earlier, like it still doesn't feel real necessarily because I'm like, holy shit, I went to the Super Bowl. Um, like what? And it was it wasn't a prank. It really happened. And like even when I was there, I was like, I don't think that I'm really here. Like this does not feel like a real experience to me. But it was and it was so cool and worked out perfectly. It was in L.A. this year. That is uh, truly amazing. I want to ask about Robert Gallery, but first, I, I think the last time you came on here, you had mentioned after the show that you were, I believe, taking the job with like they and they wanted you to keep your name and Lucy Sports Jokes or Lucy Sports Jokes and all that stuff. And that was the last time we talked. Like it was, you were starting this transition, and then a year, year and a half later, whatever it might be, you're at the Super Bowl. So uh, honestly, just truly amazing, uh, truly incredible. And I think all Iowa Hawkeye Nation is really, really excited for you. Um, oh, that's how. Yeah, how was meeting Robert Gallery and how big is he in person? So I was such, I behaved poorly. I did not behave. <laughs> so we were sitting at a table and like, I wasn't paying attention. I was like getting ready because I had a couple interviews set that day. So I was just getting prepped for that stuff. Unfortunately, no interviews with Hawkeyes. And I was like, just like kind of listening to the table next to me. There's not, there's a little bit of distance, but not a ton. So you can kind of hear what everyone else is doing. And this guy was like, oh, sorry, Robert. Like, we're going to have to push your interview back. And I like, didn't think anything of it. And they're like, yeah, we got Robert Gallery here. And I just like look up immediately and it's him. And I was like, holy shit, that's Robert. I literally shrieked. I actually was like, ah, like made a sound. Um, and my coworkers were so embarrassed of me, so embarrassed of me. But I was like, oh my God. And so he was just kind of standing there and I was like, He's right there. I have to go up and talk to him. So I like went up very nervous. I was like, hey, Lucy, I'm Ro- uh, or hey, Lucy. Hey, Robert. I'm Lucy. Yeah, you see, I'm so nervous talking about it. I was like, I went to Iowa. Like, I just had to come up and say hi. And he was so friendly. And like, we talked about Iowa for a little. He asked about my job, like where I was from. And he was super nice. He was very, he's a large human. He's large. And it's crazy because he's like, obviously not playing football anymore. He's lost in like a substantial amount of weight and is still just insane. And I was like, wow, this is a big guy. And like, I'm very yeah. small. So like the height difference between us, like just the size was honestly comical, but he was so nice and friendly. And like, I didn't behave appropriately, but I think you could tell I was like fangirling a little, which like, I'm sure not to, I'm sure that doesn't happen a lot for offensive linemen, but it was very cool for me. Especially offensive linemen who were drafted nearly 20 years ago, yeah. who also were not, I mean, to no, no offense to Robert Gallery, but kind of didn't really do a lot in the league, yeah. right? Like, not a lot of people are going to come be like, oh, my God, you're Robert Gallery. But, yeah, yeah I did. And <laughs> it was, like, every, it was so funny because as it was happening, my coworkers were laughing uncontrollably because I'm sitting here just geeking out. Like, I can't believe I'm talking to Robert Gallery. And Barry Sanders walks by. Troy Aikman walks by. I don't even do a second look because I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, Robert is here. That's who I have to talk to. Um, and they were very embarrassed for me. But I, it was awesome. I'd do it again. That's super cool. I, I was actually talking to Ben about that. I was like, did you have a, a tough time not fa-? he's like, there's apparently just apparently NFL players, famous people all over the place and fangirling is apparently something that is hard to not do uh, when you're when you're at that event. Oh, yeah, I did. I had no shame in it either. I was like, my first Super Bowl, I'm 23. Who cares? Yeah, that is that is so cool. Um, So funny story. I met. Well, I didn't meet Demarius Thomas, uh, the late Demarius Thomas. But when I was at Top Golf, I it was back probably would have been I was 24 and Demarius Thomas was, you know, probably 25 at the time or whatever. And he was at top golf and I was sitting there eating uh, dinner and my wife's like, that looks like a Broncos football player. And I looked over and I was like, Holy crap. He said to me, I was like, I, I got to meet him. Like I, like I tell I fan girl. So I like was getting up. I was like freaking out, ready to go, go to talk to him. And I was like trying to psych myself up. Cause he's with a big group of girls. I was like, 
how do I go talk to Demarius Thomas? Like, I don't care how yeah. inappropriate this is. I just want to say hi. And finally, I was like, go do it, Andrew. So I walked up. And then this bouncer says, get the hell away and turn around. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to walk away now. And that was my only time I almost met him. <laughs> well, you know, you tried. At least you put yeah. yourself out there. I tried, yeah. It, uh, Maybe it was you saw it happen. Maybe, Maybe. you watched it. Maybe I was either. Maybe I was the entertainment for the night, right? Like exactly. he was like, man, remember that little short little white kid who uh, <laughs> tried saying hi to me and got turned away from my bouncer? Pretty funny, right? <laughs> hey, if it's it counts. I would lie and just tell people you met him. Yeah, I'll just go with that. Yeah, I met Demarius <laughs> Thomas. Um, so who was who was the most famous person or outside of like Robert Gallery? Who was the coolest person you met uh, at the Super Bowl? Oh, I got to meet Guy Fieri. Um, <laughs> that was that was probably the coolest. That was the funniest, and it like got the most traction online. Um, but like just football players wise or slash coaches, I did get to meet Coach O, which I was super excited about. I was very like nerdy over meeting him. Um, I tried to meet Emmett Smith. I had met him before and I tried to get a picture, but he was like running away. It turned out he really had to go to the bathroom. So I was like, okay, I get it. Um, yeah, I feel like Coach O was the person I was most excited to meet at Radio Row, Guy Fieri in actually at the Super Bowl. But like, I mean, it was such a start. The actual game was so star studded. Like it was honestly difficult to watch the game because you're like you want to watch the game but you're like aware that LeBron James is like 10 feet from you and it's like really tough because you want to look and see what he's doing and it was that like I mean every single suite was just another celebrity and it was just wild it was very cool all right y'all it is that time of the year where I've usually given up my new year's resolutions and a lot of people have as well we're into March if you wanted to eat healthy or feel healthy or work out a lot uh, sometimes it changes a couple months in. You struggle to reach your goals, but it doesn't have to be that hard, especially eating healthy because right now you can grab yourself a Built Bar. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar, so it craves, gets you that craving that you want for that sweet treat while also giving you all the nutritional benefits you are needing as well to keep your resolutions on track. If you haven't tried a Built Bar, why not? They are truly phenomenal and they're so good for you. All covered in 100% chocolate. They have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. The perfect treat to keep you on track for your New Year's resolutions. So right now, go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Man, do I love March Madness, and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. In fact, I've never won a single bracket. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest, though. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'em pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage and start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. It is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed, and simply all they do is post a set of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. It's easy, it's slick, it's fantastic. It's what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So sign up free today right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Again, that's stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. 
And again, thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure to check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every single matchup. That's awesome. So what would be one thing for people who haven't been to the Super Bowl or haven't been to like Super Bowl media row that you think would be important to share? Something like cool that you realized that you didn't know before? Um, this one is not going to be, it's more of a downer, um, but it is, if you actually want to watch the Super Bowl, going is a terrible idea. It is so <laughs> difficult to actually watch the game because there's so much going on and it's actually such a corporate event where like, there were definitely Bengals fans there and and some Rams fans, but it was a lot of suits, like just a lot of like very rich people, like basically like in a networking event and with all the celebrities and like just stars to the events of it all, it was actually really difficult to watch the game. I would say I only watched probably like 50 to 60% of the game. And that part of it was I had to move so much, but like, it's really not, if you want to watch the game, stay at home. If you want a cool, awesome experience and like get to see a bunch of famous people, then go to the Super Bowl if you have the money to do it. Yeah, fair enough. Did you see Sean White by chance? I did see Sean White. Oh, he man. was I don't I think he was he was either in the same booth or the booth next to LeBron. That's amazing. Sean White is like the most I love Sean White. So he was yeah, he was there with his girlfriend and like yeah. you it was we saw them. I didn't yell at anybody because I was like, I feel like I'm not gonna Guy Fieri was the only person I approached. I was like, I don't want to yell at anybody, they're just trying to watch the game. But yes, Sean White was there. That's awesome. What was the concert like? The concert was really, really cool. We got perfect seats for it. So we were right there, like ready to like, I mean, on the lower level. Um, I think something that I appreciated and it's maybe just like the nerd in me was like watching the setup and takedown. They have to do it so fast. I mean, it was a well-oiled machine, but the concert was really, really cool. Like the energy was high in the stadium. Something I thought was weird is like, I've never been to a concert like in the daytime before. And so there was like huh. the sun shining in from, you know, the open on the sides. Um, it was an awesome experience. It was super cool. Like I was shocked when I finally went online the next day and saw that people didn't like it because I thought it was a great show. Yeah, I was honestly shocked by this. I was like, what do people have a problem with this? The music was fantastic. It was a great performance. You saw all the right people and they played their hit songs. I thought, exactly. Like, like I, I'm not a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, so like outside of Kendrick Lamar, like I was, it was great, but like Kendrick Lamar performed well. I thought I don't yeah, know. I just, awesome. It was so bizarre. It was no, there was no reason to complain. I thought it was a great show, and it was yeah. fun. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so turning our attention to less Super Bowl stuff, I mean, super. Oh, that's just amazing. You were able to go. Um, Iowa Hawkeyes. Obviously, you still follow the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, in terms of the basketball team, what are your thoughts on this season so far, and where do you think Iowa can go? So it has been tough to keep up with, like, Iowa football I've kept up with so much. Iowa basketball is tough because the West Coast time is just so different. Oh, yeah. There's, like, a 6 o'clock game. That's 4 o'clock. I'm still working. Um, I did get to watch the Michigan State game. Um, unfortunately, however, Michigan State was the first game I'd seen Iowa win all season. Up until then, every wow. game I watched, Iowa lost. So I was like, I'm, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. And if it goes bad, I'm just going to turn it off. And then if Iowa wins, I'll take credit for it. But, like, Iowa was so dominant out of the gate. So from what I've seen right now, like obviously Keegan Murray is a star. Um, Chris Murray slept on. But like what stood out to me for Michigan State was like when I think of Iowa basketball, I think of the same story every single year. And like my brother was like, have you watched the team? Well, I was like, no, not really. This was a couple of weeks ago because I know what I'm singing. I was shocked with 
how much I've seen Iowa's defense improved. Yeah. Like, that was what took me back. I was like, holy shit. And so I've always talked myself into Iowa as a first round exit just because that's what I know. That's just <laughs> frankly like we've it's experienced life. it. This was the first time I watched Iowa and thought, oh my God, this team could be like this team could really shake things up, could be very difficult to play. If like if Iowa gets the right matchup, like I think there's the possibility of sweet 16. I'm not going to like believe that because I know better, but Iowa's defensive improvements have really kind of sold me on this team so far this year. Yeah, um, I am a hundred percent in the same boat. I am trying to not get too excited. These last two games have me like on another level of excitement. Uh, I just, I was actually, when I was talking to Ben last year, he had to come on the show after Iowa lost to Oregon because I was literally so distraught after that game. You would have thought something bad happened in my family, how like upset I was. I was like, Ben, I need you, buddy. Like, can you please come on the show to help posture this with me? Um, So I'm like, trying not to get excited in case something happens again and they lose and I'm all of a sudden upset, but uh, fun enough, I my wife, so she's due March 17th. So if this all works out perfectly, I will be on paternity leave for all of March Madness. And I'm really hoping, like, I have a man cave set up. I'm going to put, oh, like, the nice. crib and, you know, all that crap inside my man cave and just, like, hopefully baby sleeps and cries and I watch Iowa basketball. So that's the, that'd yeah, be the that life of no, that's a dream come true. I'm a little nervous no. for March Madness out here because I'm going to have to get up at like, which I get up early anyways, but I'm going to be up at like nine getting ready to watch these games. Like it's going to be kind of intense. Oh man, getting up at nine. That's that's tough, Lucy. Okay, I'm going to have to get up at eight <laughs> and then be prepped to watch these games to start at nine. And I'm also a child. I sleep in late. I'm 23. That's fair. I was thinking about that. Uh, so I wake up at like 4.30 each day. But oh like, my god! Yeah, don't do that. No. Nope. Yeah, but like you know, when I came out of college, it's probably like tw- I was probably like seven thirty, eight a.m. I was like, oh my god, this sucks. This is so yeah. early. That's just, how I feel. Keeps, keeps getting worse, but also it's just different vibe on the West Coast too. I feel like people sleep in late oh, and they yeah. stay up late. So, um, Iowa football. Uh, obviously, you keep very much in touch with Iowa football. Uh, what are your thoughts on the team this year, and what are your expectations for next year? Oh God, thoughts on the team this year? That's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> it, it's the most disappointing 10 win season ever. I feel like, and it's such a, I feel like, like so ungrateful when I complain about this team. Cause Iowa literally had 10 wins, but it like, could be Nebraska, right? Like it could yeah, be bad. Exactly. But also at the same time, it was like, man, did this team have way more potential than, you know, it lived up to. Um, obviously I think we all have the same concerns about the offense and specifically the quarterback position. You know, I had been on the Spencer Petras train for a long time, but that bowl game, finally, I was like, I can't do it anymore. Like, it's just, (laughs) I think he's like, he's like the nicest guy. He's so cool. But like, I was like, ah, it's just not working. So I guess my biggest concern next year is like, I think, you know, I'm, I don't have any, I never have any worries about a Phil Parker led defense, but oh my goodness, is Iowa going to need to make some changes offensively because like, it was just painful to watch painful to watch the Iowa offense this season and I'm like I don't know I I will take more of it but like it's bad for my health to keep watching that offense it's terrible yeah I had to I'm a huge Broncos fan as well as a Hawkeye fan and it got to the point where I couldn't watch both teams in the same weekend and be emotionally invested in both like I actually stopped watching Broncos games to a degree this year yeah, like I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm so pissed off on Saturday. By the time I'm getting happy again, the Broncos suck. I'm pissed off. I'm going into the work week. I'm like, this is terrible. Um, it was rough. So 
you don't think Spencer Petras is the guy, who would you like to see under center? All right, uh, March Madness is only two weeks away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here and we are running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pickaxe. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of the madness, magic, and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool is awesome because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There is no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you right there. And this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so save some time and money and go to rockauto.com. I personally went there for two engine air filters. It took me less than five minutes to use their remarkably easy to navigate website. And I saved $50 plus they were delivered directly to my door. It literally cannot get much better than that. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I don't know I don't why it's sender, center, sender, yeah. I don't necessarily think, like, I don't know if I don't think Spencer Peters is the guy. I just think, like, there needs to be so much work done. Um, I don't, I also don't think Padilla is the guy either. I've been pretty vocal about that. I think that he can't throw a spiral, and I think that is a problem. Um, and who's like, who's wow, like, those are tough words. Well, no, I think I bet he's really. I've never met him. I'm sure he's a really nice person, uh, but like he can't throw a spiral, and like that's a straight up like. Obviously, you want your quarterback to be able to do that. Um, so, what the third guy on the chart is Labus? Uh, is that? Yeah, like, yeah, Joey Labus. Yeah. Yeah. So much talk about him. Um, I have found, at least for me, that like I don't want to put any in, like interest or investment into this preseason talk of like, Oh, this guy looks so great in camp because like I was told like Spencer Petrus is going to be the next great thing. Like I'm not going to buy into it. I'd like dream case scenario for me is like, we see major improvements with the offensive line. And then Spencer Petrus is like, okay, actually like, you know, he was just so worried about getting hit all the time that like he's finally composed and, and shows major improvements. Um, but I would rather it be Labus than Padilla just because like, I, I think that he brought a spark to the offense sometimes, but I think he wasn't like, I, I just wasn't sold on him. I don't think like that Northwestern game, we were all so psyched. Like, oh my God, Padilla's coming in. Our offense came to life. Our offense didn't actually come to life. We were struggling against Northwestern. We were just excited to see something different that we didn't realize that different doesn't necessarily mean better. Yeah. I have never been so excited to see a quarterback scramble and throw an incomplete exactly. ball. Then like, 
the Northwestern game, like watching him just get out of the pocket, like, yes, yes, he's running. And then he was throwing like, a complete pass. And I was like, I'm okay with it. He at least got out of the pocket. Like, uh, I, I think though that speaks volumes to like what we've been seeing with Spencer Petras um, over the last two years. And again, not a knock on Spencer necessarily, but the guy's a tree, right? I mean, yeah, the guy moves like he's in quicksand. Uh, it is just, it's so slow. It's so bad. It's bad when he runs into Tyler Linderbaum and Tyler Linderbaum turns around and chucks him yeah. in front of him. Like this guy just can't run with a, with a bucket of spit. Um, I get concerned about Joey because you, again, you talked about Spencer. Everyone talked about how Spencer was the best things in sliced bread. I yeah. remember when CJ Beathard was, um, you know, getting ready to end his career and everyone was like, Nate Stanley is going to be this amazing guy. Nate Stanley played pretty well, but not like, not the expectations I think I thought going into that. And then Spencer was like, I want to get, get rid of Nate. Let's see Spencer. And then Spencer plays I'm like, this is not what I thought we were getting. So uh, I do get worried about the preseason hype and everyone talking about the next Patrick Mahomes and all that crap, especially in an Iowa offense. Like that's never going to fly anyways. It's not. And it's one of those things where it's like, I feel so bad for these guys and I feel terrible for Spencer, like in particular, because like, you're not, you're not just disappointing the fans with like, you know, losing games or stuff like that. You're disappointing them because like there has been this like talk about you forever and then you can't live up to these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. Like it's just not easy to like, I'm, it's not easy to succeed in a Brian Ferentz offense. It's, it's, you're a college kid, like playing D1 football for the first time, like you're going to struggle. And I think unfortunately Iowa fans are so invested that we are so excited to see these guys. We put them on such like tall pedestals before the games, like before the season starts, and there's no way they can live up to the expectation. So it's just like unrealistic disappointment. Yeah. Mentally, like I don't think I have the mental fortitude to be able to handle that kind of criticism. Like Riley <laughs> Moss is a fantastic example, like a guy who has dealt people love Riley Moss now. Riley Moss to go, whatever. People hated him. Oh yeah. For the better part of his career as a true freshman, people were ripping on him. Like this guy was the fifth string corner and was a gray shirt guy. We weren't expecting yeah. a lot from his first year. The second year, he gets burned. People get mad. Even this past year, he people got burned against Kent State. And people were so mad. I'm like, this guy is playing outstanding football. He got caught sleeping twice. Oh, my God. Like Kent State never threw the ball until that game. So, I don't know. It's it's tough being an Iowa football player. I don't think I can handle it. it. I It's one of those things where, like, I have, like – caught myself recently like I'm trying to be less critical of like these players because like I at this point now I'm older than them and I'm like oh my god like my little brother's a freshman at Iowa and I'm like they're my brother's age like I'm sitting here mad at an 18 year old who's not getting paid to do this like come on and so I try not to be I've at least consciously have been like all right, let's try not to be mean to these players, shit on them, just because, like, they're literally just college kids playing a game, and they're, you know, Iowa fans are so passionate, and it's part of the reason people succeed at Iowa. It's also part of the reason people, like, deal with intense criticism. Yeah. I mean, I I legitimately just don't get on Twitter now during games because I I just – there's things I'm going to say that I'm going to regret that, like, aren't true. I just – it's what I just think, and I'm like, I need to settle down. This is not appropriate. Like, I am a 31-year-old guy getting upset, at, like you said, at college kids playing a game that they love and making me happy watching them play. Yeah. Like that's that's all it should be. It's a game, uh, but it it's tough. That's what makes like I said. That's what makes Iowa so special. People are incredibly passionate. Exactly. Um, so your brother's at Iowa. Have you been back to visit him at all? I did. I went back for the Penn State game, um, and that was awesome. So that was my first time 
back, I guess that was my first time back for a football game since I graduated. And it obviously was the perfect game to come back for. And I got to work it. So interview fans. And that was very cool. It was big for me personally, because I've always been the loser older sister. I've always been very lame, not cool at all. And then Jack got to see like all these Iowa fans like, oh my God, that's Lucy and stuff like that. He got to like get into like, he definitely, he got to get into a bar and skip the line because like he was with me and I was like, now look at me. It was very big. His friends think I'm very cool too. They're like, oh, this is awesome. I went to the Big Ten Championship game, which we don't need to talk about the game, but my brother like brought his friends with, and I was like, okay, do you guys want to come to a tailgate with me? And they were like, yeah. And it was a Ricky Stanzi tailgate. Like it was Hawks to go, and he was there. And genuinely, my brother thought I was the coolest person in the whole world. And his friends were like, your sister is the best person alive. And for my ego, it was huge. It's been great. I love visiting Jack because I'm like, I'm a little, I feel like a little star back in Iowa City. And he's like, he just thinks I'm the coolest person in the world. What did he, what did he think about you before? I'm like, <laughs> he did not think I was cool. He did not think I was cool. Um, he did not, he was not interested in my life at all. And then he got to Iowa. Um, and Jack is, you know, when born and raised in North Carolina, so like he didn't have a bunch of Iowa fans around him. And now that he does, and they were like, Oh, we know your sister. He's like, well, that's cool. And he uses it to his, his advantage. And I said, go for it. Drop my name as much as you want. Good for him. Good for you. What was it like being back? So I went back to Iowa city for the Iowa Illinois game and it was, uh, it was, it made me feel real old. I'll be like, we went to like a couple bars and was like, I, I, I'm old now. This is, this is not okay. Uh, what was it like for you? Did you feel like it was still an okay environment where you're like, I've grown up a little bit from college? I've definitely grown up a little bit. I felt old too, which is wild because I graduated like two years ago. Um, it happened so quick like- though. Yeah, because they get open. They closed Union down. They opened up El Rays. Like there were all these like different. Like I've I've never been to that bar before, um, which was wild. I felt old as in like I looked around. And I was like, wow, I'm surrounded by a bunch of children. Like these yeah. are all very young kids, my brother included. Um, but also at the same time, like every time I go back to Iowa, it's like it's such a grateful experience because like I I'm always reminded how much you know, how valuable that place is to me and the school and the fans. And like, you know, it's, it'll never get old, like going into a bar and having someone come up and be like, I love you so much. Like you, like I had a girl come up to me and be like, you're the reason I want to work in sports. And like, that just makes me cry. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll cry in a bar. Don't care. It makes me so emotional. And so it, it like, it's very, every, I love going back because every time I'm there, I'm just reminded like, oh my God, I have this huge community of people around me who like they don't know me but they support me so much and that's just it's it's hard to put it in words like I literally every time I leave Iowa I feel so grateful and I've cried so many happy tears that's amazing also emotions are good people need yeah. to be more emotional like it's just it it's, yeah it's okay like it's hard to it's bad to hold that stuff in um do you feel that support in LA still I do. Um, you know, it's funny, like we'll look at the analytics for our videos out here and like we'll look at location. And it's always a huge chunk is from the Midwest. A huge chunk is from Iowa. Um, and it's the people who have, you know, I'm so grateful for the people who have followed me while I was, you know, covering Iowa have now followed me. Now I'm just covering football in general. Um, there are definitely a lot of Hawkeyes out in L.A. And like I'm grateful for like Isaiah Scales and people out here who have, you know, made L.A. feel a little more like home to me. But like Iowa fans have, they have made me feel so grateful because they've really followed me wherever I've gone. And I just, it's, I will be grateful forever. I will always be an Iowa fan. And it's nice because more Iowa fans follow me, the more my bosses are okay with me doing Iowa videos. 
<laughs> it's, it's a win-win for you, right? So it is. Every, everyone's happy. Yeah, I love that. Well, um, Lucy, final question for you. What is what's next for you? What's the what's the goal, right? I mean, what's the what's the long-term plan? That's a great question. So right now, you know, I'm still here with Jukes enjoying it in LA. Um, I, I would say the goal is, is, um, you know, I want to keep making football content and keep getting more eyes on that football content. And eventually would like to take, um, you know, my college football passion and bring it on the road. So like how I went to Iowa Penn State last year, I'd like to go to more college football games across the country, spread my wings a little bit, go into SEC territory, even though it scares me. But <laughs> Yeah, if I can just keep talking about football, specifically college football, I'm happiest person in the world. Like a Lucy Rodine tailgate tour. That's what I want. We call it, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, I'm going to say it anyways. We call it off-roden because it's like how my last name is spelled but not pronounced, <laughs> which I was like, that's pretty good. That's pretty clever. That's clever. That's not bad. Um, so you do, I do have one more question. You have a, a penchant for pissing people off sometimes yeah. because you don't care, right? And I think that's, that's the best part. You're like, I'll rip on anyone at any time. Uh, it is hilarious. Uh, are there any SEC schools where you don't want to go to? Um, Alabama. I made one face. I joined their Facebook group, made one satirical. Oh, the lights just turned off in the room. I'm in. Oh, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm in the TikTok studio at our office. Um, I made one Facebook group or post in the Alabama Facebook group, like satirically saying we should fire Nick Saban. Um, they took the post down within two minutes, which that's fine. I get it. I got caught. It happens. Um, however, certain Alabama fans found all of my handles across every social media platform and proceeded to cyberbully me daily for the next two weeks for a Facebook post that literally lasted 120 seconds. And wow. I was like, okay, lesson learned, not messing with you guys again. Yeah, that's uh, one of my good friends out here is an Alabama fan who did not go to Alabama. Uh, but his whole, yeah, his, his whole family. And I uh, love the guy to death, but uh, I, he, he was talking about how disappointed he was in like the Alabama season. And I can't remember it was like this year or the last year. And I was like, dude, do you realize your worst season would be my happiest season ever? I'd be so content with making like a New Year's Six Bowl. And yeah. you're like, oh, the New Year's Six Bowl, this is garbage. Like our defense is bad. I'm like your defense is one of the top 20 in the nation. Can you shut up? Like I just, I struggle, I struggle with empathy. Uh, for, no. for Alabama fans. It just doesn't really work for me. They don't deserve it. You know, you get national champions every year and then you want to complain the one year you don't. Absolutely not. Yeah. Watch or Bryce Brian Young. call your plays and see how that goes for you. Yeah. Or Bryce Young, like, I came from so much and it was so tough to be here and such a chip on my shoulder. Like, you're a five-star number one prospect in the country. Screw off, man. No, like, absolutely not. You got your first offer in eighth grade. No one has ever doubted you. Yeah, Riley Moss didn't get a single real offer, and look at him. Like, he has the right to say he's yeah. been doubted. <laughs> oh, Alabama. They are they're something. Yeah, well, Lucy, um, I appreciate you coming on, as always. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Any last words for Iowa Hawkeye fans out there? Well, thank you guys so much for always following along. I appreciate your support. If you kind of want to see what I'm up to now, I work for a YouTube channel called Jukes. You can go to youtube.com slash jukesfootball to subscribe. Um, and I'm across all my social media platforms still trying to post as much as I can. Still talking about the Hawks, and I'm excited to, to see what Iowa basketball does in March. All right, y'all, and that will do it for our show today. I appreciate you all tuning in to today's episode with Lucy Rodine. We will be back tomorrow, and as I have teased throughout the week, we're going to be dropping shows every time Iowa has a game. We got Locked On Now's coming. We got shows coming. It is the best time to be a Locked On Hawkeyes fan because we are going to have a lot more content than usual, and you better be on the lookout for that. And again, I appreciate you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. Now make sure to check out 
the Locked On NFL Draft podcast and make them your second listen every single day. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Plus, it's free and available wherever you get this podcast at. So check it out, Locked On NFL Draft. That does do it for our show today, though. So have a fantastic Wednesday. As always, Hawkeye Nation, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate the love and the listenership and the support. Have a fantastic Wednesday, and let's go Hawks.